Hiya, welcome to episode 28 of Reiki Me Right. I'm Jane, I'm your host. Happy New Year, it's 2024 for those of you listening back. And as we say here in Scotland, lang me your lumbreak, which means long may your chimney smoke. So wishing you prosperity and always for the coming year. Had a question from Lindsay in in my emails over the holidays asking me about how to set a strong and effective intention. So I'm going to give you some points to consider on how to do that today. So you want a good intention because intention's key when you're working with energy. It places tailored focus for the session on the specific needs of the person that you're working with. So for me, there are three things to consider. Firstly, there's the spoken word. What's your client saying? What are they telling you about where they're at and why they've come to see you? What do they think they'd like your help with? You'll be able to guide them to answering that question. Sometimes clients are really self-aware. Sometimes they're just at the beginning of a journey of self-exploration. With your experience, you'll be able to gently tease out what you need to, to be able to support them in the best way that you possibly can. For me, a session is about empowering a client where they are at now. It's never my job to cast speculation on where I think they're at or where I think they should be. It's my job to honour their unique path. I'm not here to preach or show them the way. I'm here to provide exceptional healing. Number two, the unspoken word. How is your client acting, their expressions, their body movements, so on? A client might be saying for example, that they use grounding techniques and that they feel grounded in the moment that they're speaking to you, but they might be talking to you 100 miles an hour and they're not able to sit still. So that tells you that there's disjoint between their spoken word and the visible signs of what they might need support with. And I think it's important here to note that I wouldn't ever say a client, I wouldn't ever question their spoken word. I mean, who likes that? Who likes to feel like they're being dissected and like what they're saying isn't being listened to or taken on board? Absolutely nobody, especially if this is a first time client who is likely going to need to build trust with you, who's maybe taken the best part of a year to reach out to you to work with you. It can be, we've we've all been there, right? It can feel quite nerve wracking to, to do that, to take that really important first step. From the moment a client's energy is in my space, I'm working. That's why I've got to be able, as an empath, to shut down other people's energy when I'm just going about my normal daily life, turning my ability on and off, so to speak. And you'll get more about that in my podcast about being an empowered empath as opposed to a trapped empath that's Reiki trained. I think it's episode 20-ish. And number three... My intuition, my connection with my shamanic guides. My intuition is mine. My shamanic guides connect with me via my intuition. What am I sensing beyond my earthly eye? What do I feel? What are my shamanic guides providing me with to support this healing session? If I've set my sacred space, I can be sure that my guides are helping me with this client only. And I can be sure that I don't have to second guess. In terms of working out an intention, I like to use those three key areas and combine for a solid and powerful intention. If I'm ever in doubt, I trust my guides. They always, always lead the way. There's a whole ream of support available for me 
that's there with them far beyond the earthly realm a knowledge and a wisdom far greater than me so I lean right into that sometimes often that's what I feel like in the beginning they'll throw left field in something that I just would never have logically or cognitively considered it's why it's really really important for me and with shamanic reiki that spirit I use the term spirit and guides interchangeably leads the way that I trust my feeling on it so in addition to those three points I've got four short things for you to consider here as you are working out the intention so firstly keep it simple the more simple and clear and concise the more tailored an impact you can imagine if you set an intention with about three parts that's really diluting the effectiveness I like to remind my client that what I provide isn't a quick fix what I do can often be a vital support on a healing journey but it's not the support to change someone's life in an hour my job after that hour is done including making meaning of the session and giving them a take-home tool or a practice or whatever that I give them off the back of the session to help integrate the benefits of the session into daily life after an hour that's it over my, my job's then done number two don't change the intention after the session has started that makes in my experience for a whole host of confusion you actually don't have to remember the intention either after you've set out the client might ask you again at the end of the session for what it was and for you if you're working on a continual basis regularly with a client or if they come back at any point in the future it's sometimes good to know so you might want to write it down you might want to take a note of it put it to the side put it on your altar whatever feels good for you and trust that your guides and the universe knows and has that in hand three keep the intention based in the now which might seem an odd one for you if you've not come across a client before that's perhaps been exceptionally really desperate as an example this is an example that's that I've actually had this is experience then perhaps really desperate to have a baby and they are convinced that what they need is a healing to help them conceive they might have preconceived ideas of what that healing should look like or feel like because they know what they want they want hands over a womb or whatever it might be and that kind of rolls into the last point which is point four don't be derailed when you allow spirit to lead the way like I said before I use the word spirit and guides interchangeably they will ultimately decide what is needed it's not me who am I who am I as a practitioner to decide and if we take the example I've just given you there that might be an intention around rest or reducing stress or living in a regulated state I like to discuss the intention with my client to make sure that they are happy with it I've never had a client say to me that they aren't it's my job to sense and how best to communicate what my guides are bringing through to use as an intention along with my skill set earthly knowledge for the client in a really gentle compassionate way that will make sense for them if you love this podcast please rate and subscribe it i really would appreciate if you do that it helps other people be able to find my work i've got an upcoming online course 
energy management for Reiki practitioners. It's designed to transform your Reiki practice in a more fulfilling, energising and intuitive experience. You can still win a free spot on that worth £299. Just go to the podcast notes, click on the link, fill out the survey, you'll be entered into the draw to win the free space. And the person who has won the free space will be announced really soon because the course will be underway very shortly. Okay, we're at the end of episode 28. I look forward to chatting with you again next week for episode 29 if you want to give me some feedback on the podcast if you want to ask questions if there's a topic you would like to have covered if you just want to share something with me you'll get me most frequently over on instagram at shamanic reiki uk and over on tiktok same handle until next week take care